Welcome to the MMA 10 Podcast with your host, Enmar AJ. All right, what's happening, everyone? And welcome to the MMA 10 UFC 203 wrapped up last night, and it was great. Fantastic. Arguably the main event of the night, CM Punk. Let's talk about CM Punk. Obviously, the main event was a title fight between Alistair Overeem and Stipe Miocic. We'll get to that. But CM Punk was a huge question today, last night. He was a huge question. They wanted to know, is he going to perform? Is he going to be able to do this? Evidently, he was not. I don't think he was demolished as much as people say he is but he's just not at that ufc level i don't hate him for it i'm not gonna make fun of him for i i wanted him to win all along and i want him to fight again in the ufc i don't want him to go to an amateur he's too old to start an an mma career if he doesn't fight in the ufc i don't think he should fight the only way it can happen though after a loss like that to a fighter who who isn't supposed to be in the ufc either after a loss like that a two minute just sort of lopsided loss the only way he can do it is if a fighter calls him out if a 170 pounder maybe 185 he he was having some trouble with the weight cut if 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 one of those if one of those fighters decides to make a name for themselves or call and call him out just for obviously they can't be one of the veterans like we're not going to have Robbie Lawler versus CM Punk let's not get crazy but if one of those people decides to call out CM Punk Maybe someone on the level of no disrespect to him, Enrique Marin, the guy who lost to Sage Northcutt. Someone on that level, they'll definitely give him the fight. Of course they will. They have to. He makes huge numbers. He has some work to do, of course, in terms of fighting, but he's a lot better than your average Joe who just walked into an MMA gym 10 minutes ago. He's been training at Rufus Sport for for about a year, if I'm not mistaken. That's huge. Anthony Pettis, he trains with Tyron Woodley. Duke Rufus is his coach, one of the best coaches out there. I I want him to fight again, and the only way it can happen is if a fighter calls him out. Overeem versus Miocic. In the moment, I could have argued a tap, I guess, because I saw Overeem going for that um that guillotine, which we'll get to that in a sec. I hated that, but um uh, well basically i i saw everything happening and and he was moving a lot steve was moving a lot i could have argued a tap but on the replay it's clear there was no tap when we watched it on the re- there was no tap and overeem did not act like someone who just tapped someone out you know he didn't argue with the ref he didn't i i just don't there just wasn't a tap at all so we'll get to again we'll get to that submission in a second because i didn't like that at all when he wants to perform though overeem is clearly the best heavyweight in the world skill wise we're talking we're talking about clearly i mean he he's he's such a technical striker but with so much power and his fight iq is great it's just he's a little slower than stipe but his stand-up skills more than made up for it overeem should save his chin in my opinion and only fight the big fights because uh he he doesn't have the chin he used to he never he never no one ever saw him as a Mark Hunt in terms of, you know, in terms of not being knocked out. But the, it, right now, I mean, he's just, it's kind of doing him a disservice that he's beating these guys by 
I mean, noticeably, he he was the better fighter than Stipe. He is a better fighter than Stipe, in my opinion, of course. But I was watching the fight. And it seems like just a disservice that whenever, if he slips up a tiny bit and gets hit, that he's going to be, it's going to be over for him. Because that messes with the rankings. Being knocked out is not the same as losing a split decision. People will, you know, that that's taken into account a lot. I think Overeem should save his chin and only fight the big fights. On to Stipe. Stipe should fight Kane before Verdum, who we'll talk about in a second. He had a fantastic performance. Stipe should definitely fight Kane. Velasquez. Both are coming off of uh, somewhat TKO. I guess he knocked out Overeem. I guess Overeem was unconscious. Similar sort of ground and pound uh, or... You know, both are, both are coming off of pretty convincing TKO victories, I would say. Cain uh, Velasquez against Travis Brown, of course, who was defeated earlier that night. Uh, I think Stipe should fight Cain. Stipe's biggest advantage is his speed and wrestling, both of which Cain has better than him. Cain is faster. Cain has better cardio. Well, not again, not against Verdum in that time, but that was sort of a slip up. Cain and Cain's a better wrestler, so any every single strong point that Stipe has. Kane has it better. So I think that's a fantastic fight to make. Uh, I don't know if they do it in Madison Square Garden. I think that's a little too soon. Maybe they'll do it on the card after. So there's something to look forward to. Every time there's... I, I don't like how when uh, this event, you know, uh, closed out, there just didn't seem like there's no huge fight to wait out. After UFC 200, it, it was good, you know, because we were like, okay, all right, we got the next one soon, McGregor Diaz. And then Tyron Woodley and... Um, Robbie Lawler. It just doesn't seem like there's that big of a card coming up soon. Of course, there's the Dan Henderson thing, but I don't know. I think they should have set up the the Madison Square Garden card by now. Uh, that so that's that. I think I don't know. I think maybe MSG is a little too soon. But Stipe versus Kane is the fight to make. Verdum, of course, deserves that shot, but I think Kane should uh, have his go because I think Kane would beat Stipe uh, if he performs, if he if he can stay uninjured, and if he can fight like he fought against Travis Brown. Now, what I'm what I was talking about um, in the Amanda Nunes thing, it's sort of, well I call it the Amanda Nunes thing right now, and I tweeted about this earlier. It's I hate when fighters do the Amanda Nunes thing from UFC 200. If you don't know what I'm talking about, she of course has been done so much before, but the, it's the most recent or it's a recent example that I can remember when you knock down a fighter, when you hit them with a good shot, and they're dazed. Don't try to fight them to. Don't try to, you know, try to wrestle to get a submission. There's zero point in that. We see this so much. Three times tonight. Three times tonight. In fact, Yancey Madero's first fight of the night. Granted, he got he got it done. He got the submission. He got the win. But he almost didn't. Is my thing. He almost didn't. You know, he got two good head kicks in there. And then there's a little skip. It, it's just a very risky thing that that has no place being where where people are putting it. CM Punk, Mickey Gall could have easily TKO'd him. There were some points in that fight. It was a very short fight. There were some points where I just feel CM Punk was um, out of it, or not necessarily unconscious. That's not what I mean at all. CM Punk was fully conscious the whole time. I feel like it could have been stopped. Maybe uh, by a different ref would have seen it that way. Uh, he he was just getting hit onto the canvas and. And that's a really big knockout. Alistair Overeem also did the same thing. He went and dropped uh, Stipe and could have easily finished it and knocked him out. That that could have been over. 
I know that Stipe wasn't unconscious from that. That's not what I'm saying, but he could have easily followed it up with one or two shots strategically placed and became the new champion. He decided to, you know, tire himself for a submission. There's absolutely no need for that. That's why I think it's just a terrible thing to do and people should stop doing it. I understand if you have the whole jujitsu thing, you have respect for jujitsu, but this is MMA. This you have to you can't say that uh, I have to be a complete fighter, you're not allowed to only strike, but then you're you're only trying to do jujitsu. Most jujitsu fighters will say, um, you know, McGregor is not a complete fighter, he doesn't know the ground. Okay, that's fine. But doesn't mean you can only stay on the ground. Or stay doing submission. If you hurt someone, just knock him out. Finish it. Get it done. That's it. Fabricio Verdum, amazing. Amazing performance. I was so impressed. I've always been a fan of Verdum, but this just took it to a new level. There goes my phone. Please stand by. We're talking about Fabricio Verdum. He's really good. But most importantly, he's mentally in the perfect place. He's he's just an absolute troll, and it's great. It's great. He's just the way to come back from a knockout loss without being tentative and making Travis Brown tentative. And then there was a whole controversy after. He is a troll, and, and it's amazing. The whole, there was a whole thing with Edmund. And to be honest, I mean, I was pretty surprised. You know, Edmund wanted to fight him, and Travis Brown didn't. After Travis Brown's like, you know, if I if I had to fight, I will, but let's hope it does. He's just great. The the way he handles everything, I really respect him so much. I like his attitude. I like he's good. Here's the thing about him as a fighter. He's good enough to run through most people in the top ten. I'm saying obliterate them. And the ones that are maybe a bit better than him, that that he can't beat up and knock out, the one because there are fighters that can be better than him. You know, obviously it's MMA depends on night. But he's good enough to get away with a submission victory from them. That's why I think he's a great champion. And, uh, he, man, he's just amazing. That's all the time we've got today. I want to make a podcast episode dedicated to UFC 205. None of the fights have been announced. Obviously, maybe there was one, but then uh, it was Lawler versus Cerrone, and then Lawler pulled. Uh, but I want to make a, a, a podcast episode dedicated to the fights I want to see on there. If you're interested in that, tweet me. I'm at the MMA10. You can find all the links at the MMA10podcast.wordpress.com. You can tweet me there. You know, basically, just let me know. I'll get you on the podcast. You can call in. Uh, we'll, we'll set everything up, and I'd love to hear you guys' thoughts on what kind of fights you want to see on the Madison Square Garden card. It's going to be a huge card, especially that there's a bit of like they settled down before it. The calm before the, before the storm, so to speak. The, there's UFC 203. 204 is going to be big. But first of all, it's overseas, so it won't be felt as much here, I feel. And uh, second, it's just not entirely a stacked card. I think UFC 205 is going to be a huge event. Uh, many, many champions. It might be the return of John Jones. We never know. So I'd love to make an episode dedicated to that if you're into the idea. Uh, let me know and we'll get it done, definitely. Alright, that's all I got for today. Thanks for listening in. My name is Anmar and this is the MMA 10. Thanks for tuning in. Don't miss an episode. Find us on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, SoundCloud, and now iTunes and Stitcher Radio. For more episode links and information, visit the MMA10podcast.wordpress.com. Wordpress.com. Wordpress.com. Wordpress.com.